Everything in the universe is created from the sequencing of numbers. There's no straight lines in nature. Energy moves in a wave, then when it encounters a barricade, it spirals, and then eventually, as it's far enough away from its energy source, it turns to chaos. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Connors Clinic Live. I'm Dr. Kevin Connors. We have a special guest today, Deanna Hansen. She is up in Winnipeg, Canada, unfortunately. Uh, sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it were if it were January, I'd be fully in agreement with you. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure it's absolutely gorgeous up there. We are not very far from you in Minnesota and Wisconsin here. So we're going to talk about the fashion. And I'm really, really dying to hear what you have to say about the fashion, because literally you talk to chiropractors and physical therapists, and uh, rarely is it discussed. I mean, I practiced kinesiology and applied kinesiology for a year. So we worked on the fascial layer constantly, but hardly anybody else would talk about it. And the only people that would understand what fascia was, was deer hunters. <laughs> that's true because you're you're literally able to see it then yes yeah let's get to know you a little bit better tell us a little bit about you so i certified as an athletic therapist up here in canada back in 1995 and at the time i had a really strong practice i always focused on deep tissue work and i had really strong hands and was really good at finding the the adhesions and the scar tissue in bodies but my own personal body was really not in a good place, even though I was applying what I had learned to be healthy, eating less calories than expending with energy, doing what I believed to be true as um, healthy exercise. But I was really struggling. My size and shape were awful. I was 50 pounds overweight, struggling with anxiety, depression, chronic pain, constipation. And it seemed that the harder that I worked to try to direct my body in the path that I thought I would create positive change, the worse I became. So compound that with a feeling of failure. I was I was really struggling. And yet I'm working with elite athletes. So it was this paradox where, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing what I'm trained to do. And I'm seeing these elite athletes yet what I'm doing for myself isn't working. So when I turned 30, I made some big changes in my life. And as a result of those changes, I started having serious anxiety attacks. However, this one anxiety attack in particular was the seed of everything to come. Because in that moment, I awakened to so many ahas. And so the first thing that happened was I actually thought I was going to die. I was literally frozen with my breath in this moment of panic. In one of your anxiety attacks. In one of my anxiety attacks. Okay. And for some reason, unconsciously, I dove my hand deep into my abdomen. And that was a really interesting moment for me because I carried most of my extra weight in that space of my body. So I rarely, if ever, touched it. I certainly didn't like move my hand deeply into this space. The first thing though that I encountered was pain, but the pain brought me out of my crazy thinking. I was like, okay, I'm grounded. I'm, I'm breathing. I'm alive. I'm going to live another day. But what was fascinating was as I was intuitively exploring in this tissue, I recognized that it felt marbled with scar tissue, even though I hadn't had any injury or surgery specifically in that area. And suddenly I'm realizing, well, no wonder when I'm coming home from a five mile run, dripping wet with sweat, that my belly would still feel cold. And I recognized there was no blood flow getting to this tissue because of all of this scar tissue, or now I understand more specifically adhesion in this area. 
Now, at the same time, I had also started the practice of yoga. And it was lovely because the first class that I had, I had an amazing teacher. And about every 30 seconds, she would be prompting us to breathe. And every time she reminded us to breathe, I recognized I wasn't really breathing. You know, I'm holding my breath or I'm breathing in a really shallow way. So this became a really foundational component for my understanding of what's going on in the body. So as I'm exploring in my abdomen with my hands, I'm first of all feeling really calm. And that was just this beautiful moment because I was rarely calm. I spent about 30, 45 minutes that first evening, woke up the next morning, a little tender in my abdomen, but I went to work and I worked on my patients all day and I came back and I was excited because I still felt really calm all day. And I just had this sense of energy in this area that I hadn't experienced before. So I came home that second night. I, I spent another 30, 45 minutes working in that same manner. And when I stood up, I felt taller. And I went and I looked at myself in the mirror and I literally began to cry because my belly was flatter than it had looked in years. And I tend to do everything to the extreme. So when I was attempting to change my size and shape, I was doing 400 sit-ups a day, tie bow, running. I mean, I was trying absolutely everything. And again, the harder I worked, the more compressed, the more ballooned, the more congested and toxic I became. So to have something so quickly create a change literally in two days was just amazing to me. So every day I would come home from work after working on my clients with my hands and I would dive into my own body. And within two weeks, my chronic low back pain was going away. My whole outlook on life was changing. I started flipping my patients over onto their backs and I started applying a similar method to what I was doing on my own body with them. And I was having unbelievable results. And very quickly, I started attracting therapists that wanted to learn what I was doing, because I was tapping into something that was creating this amazing change. So that was that was back 24 years ago. And that was the seed of everything that has un, or, or come forward today as a result of that anxiety attack. So I mean, I think our listeners as well as I am wondering exactly what you were doing. Were you doing deep, like tissue massage on your belly? Um, so what you're talking about is that what you were physically? Yes, but but I wasn't. I wasn't like as as an athletic therapist. I always focused on deep tissue work on my clients, and so I mean, we were trained in the typical strokes and all of those things. It wasn't that though, and in the beginning, I wouldn't have even been able to explain it because I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. I, I was in and I was following this, this path, the path of least resistance. And so now I can explain it very well. But in the moment, I'm just following what seemed to be something guiding my hand, for lack of a better word. So what I've learned today is that what I was doing unconsciously was following the Fibonacci sequence. So now that I've learned so much about this, everything in the universe is created from the sequencing of numbers. It's the architecture of everything in life. There's no straight lines in nature. Energy moves in a wave. Then when it encounters a barricade, it spirals. And then eventually, as it's far enough away from its energy source, it turns to chaos. You can see that if you see smoke leaving a pipe. Right where the heat source is, there's a wave of smoke. Then it starts to spiral. Then it's chaotic. So it was about two years into me doing this when one of my patients said, you should be teaching this. And I thought, wow, okay, I'm just kind of going with the flow. So I don't even really understand how to put this into words. But then I started doing some research. And I recognized after reading The Flower of Life by Dronbello Melchizedek that I was actually following the Fibonacci sequence. So when I'm working on the surface of the body, that's where the patterns are chaotic. 
because we're fro we're more cold on the surface, but under the chaos is the spiral, under the spiral is the wave. And we want to have the wave happen through the body because that indicates that there's space. So when it comes to fascia, the goal is that it supports cell alignment. We have trillions of cells in the body and every cell should have space in and around each cell. So the fascia-like skin to the body is the skin to the cell interconnecting every single cell in the body. It's the communication system, plus it provides both mobility and stability. And as long as there's space, then there's ease of absorption of nutrients into the cell, as well as ease of toxins and everything else, byproducts of functioning, all of these things taken away from the cell. So as long as there's space, there's ease of flow. And as long as there's flow, there's really no issues in the body. It's when we have a lack of space in the body that we end up having congestion, inflammation, we become colder in those spaces, and then gravity manipulates our body and it plays havoc with how we age and go through time. Um, do you have to go to a practitioner to get this done? Do you teach this to lay people to do it on themselves? How does your program work now? Um, both, actually. Um, I do have a teacher program where I teach people to do this on others. But most importantly, my goal was always to teach people to self-care. Because we teach people how to understand the language of pain in the most beautiful way. Pain is the baby crying. Yet, we've been so conditioned to be afraid of pain, to mask pain. We subconsciously, posturally move away from pain. And over time, that really creates the havoc in the body because we are under this constant force of gravity. Gravity is pulling us down toward the earth and we don't just compress linearly. We wind down one direction or another. So what happens is the adhesions that form through the layers are created to keep stability in the body. So if I'm right-handed and I'm always moving this way, I start shifting my center of gravity over to the left. If I don't have something to support that, eventually I'm going to tip off balance. So the collagen in the fascia, there's a combination of primarily collagen and elastin, the collagen gets drawn to these compressed areas and builds up almost scaffolding to stop that tipping. But collagen has no elastability, just like scar tissue. So it creates these big barricades in the body. So that in turn causes tension in the equal and opposite side of the body, which is typically the back of the body. So when we are teaching people how to self-care, it's really about teaching how to use pain as your guide. And we have two different tools called the Block Buddy and the Block Baby that we use as the props for the self-care purpose. The reason that they're made with this shape and out of the material that we use is because fascia will grip and adhere to bone with a force up to 2,000 pounds per square inch, but it's a magnetic seal. So wood or bamboo are the mediums that we use, they're similar in density to bone. And the goal is that we get to those adhesions right at the root of the problem, which is deep to the bone. So if we use something that's more porous, like a fascia roller that's maybe made out of plastic, or a yoga block that's made out of plastic, they're porous. And we need something dense like bone so that when we lie on these tools, we have this equidistant compression creating heat through the layers of fascia because pressure over time creates heat and the goal is that we melt through the adhesions 
because literally what's happening as the adhesions are developed, the tissue becomes colder in temperature. So they work together that the temperature and the adhesions form as a result of this cooling down of the tissue to create stability. So we lie on the tool to put the heat back into those spaces that have become cold because pressure over time creates heat, creates blood flow. We combine that though with teaching people proper diaphragmatic breathing. And I love getting into the topic of the diaphragm because this is one of the three major pillars of fascia decompression. And without it, we don't get the results that we need. So is it okay right now if I dive into the breath to explain this process yeah, a little further? For sure. I okay. Yep. Perfect. So I just want to bring my camera down for a moment. So the diaphragm is a plate of muscle that supports the foundation of the rib cage. When we inhale, it moves down in the body. When we exhale, it lifts. If working properly, it's this muscle moving up and down, up and down, and it acts like a pump. It's the ceiling to the abdominal organs, the floor to the heart and the lungs and everything above. So when it's strong, it helps support alignment as well as it keeps this whole area of the body heated. The challenge is pain, fear, and stress causes to reactively hold the breath. And this is a world full of pain, fear, and stress. So pretty much everybody is, has shifted their breath to some degree at least to be breathing through the muscles of the upper chest. Now, this is problematic because it is at the base of the lungs where the majority of the oxygen receptor sites reside. So if we're breathing in this shallow upper chest kind of way, we're not pulling the air deeply enough into the lungs to reach this bed of abundance of alveoli, they're called, where we have this optimal absorption. And in fact, in Stephen Cope's book, Yoga and the Quest for the True Self, he shared that we feed the body up to six times the oxygen when breathing diaphragmatically. And every single cell in the body, first and foremost, requires oxygen to thrive. It's the fuel for the ATP. So if we are lacking in oxygen, then our system doesn't have the energy to be able to age in a healthy, functional way. And then we start to see aging and dis-ease and pain and all of the things that can accumulate as a result of a lack of breath. If you can even have the vision of thinking of blowing up a balloon fully, when the balloon is fully blown up, it's round, it glows, it almost defies gravity. Take half the air out of the balloon, it becomes dense, wrinkly, it attracts dust and debris in the creases, and it falls to the ground. So as we age, if we don't have that strong breath, we start depleting the cells of the oxygen, they start to deflate, they absorb and store toxins, and this is essentially what goes on in the body as we get older and we end up with congested inflammation causing chaos inside the body. So when we learn to tap into proper diaphragmatic breathing, it is a beautiful shift in the body. This is really where the magic happens because this is how we heat the body. I always say that the diaphragm is like the body's furnace. Breathing through the muscles of the upper chest is like having a space heater for your body. I live in a 30-story building. So, I mean, you know, in Minnesota, when it gets cold, it's really cold. If my window breaks in January and I don't have an ability to warm myself up, I'll probably die. If I only have one space heater in my two-room apartment, I'm only heating one room. But if I turn the building's furnace on, I heat the entire building. So, understanding proper diaphragmatic breathing is really the key. Now, the challenge is, there's a lot of people teaching breathing methods out there, but if we have not been conscious of the breath, we fall in and we displace. So the belly extends, we displace the organs, I might collapse this way, I'm compressing more of the liver, I might compress this way, more of the stomach, whatever 
direction I happen to collapse in, this is what's happening, blocking this ability for this heat to happen through here. So then again, I'm breathing through the muscles up here, and it's extremely limiting into the amount of oxygenation that we have. They also proved in 2014 through a study they did in Australia that 84% of weight loss comes through proper exhalation. And I was so very excited when the study came out because back in my day, in my 20s, when I was working out and working really hard and getting bigger with my efforts, I understood I wasn't breathing. So as much as I was working hard, I wasn't activating this beautiful energy body through proper breathing to be able to move the toxins out. So they became stored. So basically, as we compress, we balloon and we become more toxic. So through the combination of lying on the tool, the block, for a minimum of three minutes, as we teach people, combined with teaching people proper diaphragmatic breathing, we're heating on the outside as well as the inside of the body. And that becomes an extremely effective way at melting through the adhesion. So we create the space through lying on the tool. We inflate the space through breathing and pumping it into that area that we're focusing on. And then the third pillar is maintaining space, understanding proper postural foundation. Because we're dominant on one side, we tend to shift over to the less dominant side to keep that side free for action, but that creates a twisting in the body and a collapsing. So we teach people how to support proper lower body foundation, which we call rooting, teaching the breath, the diaphragm, that's the mid body, the core foundation. And then the third foundation that we really teach is the tongue muscle. The tongue isn't just for talking and chewing. It's also in part designed to support the weight of the head. If we don't strengthen that muscle appropriately, though, it also becomes a hindrance. And as the rib cage gets pulled forward, the head gets pulled forward. Now we're strangling the carotid arteries, the thyroid, the major lymphatic drainage sites. So as we start aging in this forward rotational direction, we're basically strangling or blocking all these roadways for flow, whether it's lymphatic flow, energy flow, blood and oxygen flow, all of it. All this sounds wonderful, but to a lot of my listeners that may be dealing with cancer, it sounds complicated. It's so simple. And I, that that's what I love because we've really brought this down into an incredibly simple practice. So we always, we, we have, we have a starter program. And essentially, we've broken the body into three parts. We always start in the core and ribs because the most important part is that we activate the breath. We want to teach people how to learn how to breathe from the belly as opposed from the upper ribs. And we're designed to breathe this way. God gave us this diaphragm to breathe with. We've just forgotten. So it doesn't take long to really pull that into the body and understand how to do that. Then we focus on the lower body and then the upper body. And we've created programs to make it very simple to do this work. And you do it lying down. You can do it on the floor. You can do it in bed. We have videos that you follow. So there's really nothing that you have to think about. And there's no skill required. You simply just follow along through the process. And we have a beautiful support group, a community um, where you can ask questions 24-7. And we have over 10,000 members that do this work that are there to also provide support as well as two of my amazing block therapists that man the group to be sure that they're always answering questions. But the process is very, very simple. You're literally lying on the tool and you're following along with the videos that we've created. So this this is called block therapy that you develop. Block therapy, yes. And the only equipment needed are these two little blocks, right? Are these two little blocks, yep. And oh. with the program, you, you get all the instruction. So you get all of the classes and you have them lifelong. Well, that's great. So you just go online, watch the videos, start with the basics, then you have 
you know, different levels, I'm sure, up yes. there. Yes, we have a membership where we have a number of guided programs and um, people that join the starter program also get a two-week free trial in the membership. If they only do the work in the starter program, you're still going to get phenomenal benefits. And what's really nice, there's nine classes in that starter program, but each time you do the work, you're diving deeper into the layers of the fascist. So even though the classes are the same in that starter program, you're touching cells that are deeper each time you go in, because as you melt, you lengthen, and then you go deeper, and you pull up the deeper, older issues in your body to deal with and move out of the body through that process. Now, I'm really excited about this. When it would, I used to do a lot more hands-on work when we saw people in the office. There was a, a old-time chiropractor way back in the 40s and 50s and 60s. His name was Dr. Major Desjardins, a French Canadian, I believe, that developed a technique of deep fascial work on the abdominal cavity, and he called it bloodless surgery. Oh, you might want to look up that book. I will. Probably not in print anymore, so it might be difficult to find. But I read that. That really changed my life on how we worked on people's organs and physically working on the fascial layer around organs and breaking that up. And we saw phenomenal results with that. Um, And so what I'm excited about your program is that you're teaching people how to do similar things themselves at home. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, some of the maybe testimonials you've had with people with pain, because that is obviously an issue with a lot of people with uh, with serious disease and certainly with cancer. Um, What kind of results have you seen with that? Oh, and, and thank you for asking that. It's it's so exciting. And as soon as you said that, one case just jumps to my mind. She's actually now in my teacher program. A woman, her name is Lisa. We actually did a YouTube discussion so you can see her um, come out and share this. I think it was about a year and a half or two years ago. She, on her sled, she lives well, somewhere cold, but on her sled, drove into an ice wall at like 80 miles an hour. And she they, they didn't think she was going to live. She shattered her femur her wrist, her elbow, concussion, broken ribs. I mean, she was just a mess. And this was during COVID as well. So now she's in the hospital and she had just started block therapy maybe six months prior to this injury. So she already understood the process and really understood the breath. And she really shared that when she's in this hospital now, she used what she learned from the the breathing to manage the pain and of all the things that she had she said the worst pain was the was the arm like just the 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 burning and they didn't think she would ever get use of her hand again because literally it was like this she now has 90% use of her hand from this process but it was it was just fascinating because i ended up getting on with her um once a week and i didn't ever touch her with my hand we were doing this all through zoom when she had the tools and i was guiding her how to work through her injuries and her body and within four months it was it was amazing they didn't think she would walk again she walks without a limp again she's got the majority of the use of her hand back so she really was able to put herself back together beautifully and what's really important to understand because again we've got members and uh like from all over the world that reach out to us because of chronic pain tons of low back pain tons of migraines post-concussion syndromes all these kinds of things and what is important to note is we have to address both the cause sites and the pain sites so if we have a frozen shoulder and we go and we work on the shoulder 
we're not going to have more than probably a temporary relief at best in the scenario because this is the pain site. This is being driven, though, from how the fascia manipulates the entire body and will most specifically adhere with the greatest force at the calves and the feet. Because again, the diaphragm is the furnace, it's the engine. So as we move away from that heat source, that's where we become most frozen and sealed in the body. So of course, the calves and the feet are the furthest away. So if I went and I had years of treatment on an area without getting to that cause site, every time I start walking, I'm going to get pulled back into that same posture that is pulling me out of alignment and cementing me in this negative way. So I'm not getting that blood and oxygen flow to properly feed and heal. So we have so many people all over the world that are dealing with chronic pain and getting the results because we teach them how to look at the body as a whole and how to address the limbs say something like scoliosis we deal a ton with people with scoliosis and really it's a function of what's going on in the limbs because we have the legs that are pulling the body in these different directions as well as the arms and the hands and then the spine ends up becoming manipulated as a result of what the limbs are doing so then when we address the body properly with this process we can release those anchors that are torquing you in all these directions and pull you back into that correct alignment um, acute injury. We deal a ton with pain with acute injury. And pressure overrides pain. So this is probably one of the fundamental things that's really important to understand. When we put pressure into the body, those fibers are larger in diameter than the pain fibers. So pressure is a beautiful way to deal with pain in the moment um, without taking something to like, you know, kill the pain like a medicine. But it's it's a wonderful way to do that. And as we're going through this process, those pressure fibers kick in once you once you turn on that beautiful breath. So suddenly people feel it's a good pain and you're also the one in control of the pain. So we're not doing something to you. You're choosing to do this all on your own with the guidance and we share your breath as your guide. As long as you're breathing in a relaxed way, you're feeding and healing the area. If anything hurts so much that it takes that relaxed breath away, that's your body saying, well, too much. Let's find a less intense way to approach this. So if you're on the floor, working on the bed is a less intense way to approach that. Uh, is there anybody that should not be doing block therapy? No. Um, and, and the thing is, no matter your age, the condition you're in, what's happening in your body, as soon as you learn to turn on your breath, you, you start oxygenating and detoxifying. And that's what we need to do. We need to clear out the old to create space for the new. And so everybody that chooses to do this will have improvement to some degree, um, depending again on what they choose to do and what we're starting with. Um, so there's really no contraindications. There's certain things like if, if someone's pregnant, we don't want you working directly in the belly. So those kinds of things, but there's no contraindications as far as individuals that shouldn't do it. Some people may not choose to do it, but um, those that do and, and dive in, um, we, we've got people with everything from connective tissue disorders to Parkinson's, people with cancer, um, and just chronic pain. I mean, pretty much anything and everything. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can people learn more about this? My website is blocktherapy.com, and we have a gift uh, so people can start this right away, even using a rolled up towel is really effective and we've created a nine day program using that rolled up towel so people can dive into decompressing their fascia so 
the tools are made of, of, of wood for the reasons we've already discussed, but that rolled up towel becomes really dense in and of itself. So we put you through nine different classes so that you can really feel the results of what this work is doing as you turn on that breath and, and you lie on the towel as we teach you in those classes. So you can start right away and decompress your fascia and gain the benefits immediately. Well, I'm going to be the your first client of our patients, so awesome. I, I got to jump in and do this myself. I I see just huge benefits in this, and and I think our patients will too. So thanks for being on. We're gonna we're gonna tie all your information into this so people can get a hold of you. Any last words of wisdom that you could share? Absolutely. Um, posture and breath, really, in my view, those are the two most important things that we can do today to create a change for where we're moving tomorrow. And it's the, the fascia is this beautiful system that has basically absorbed everything that we've done or experienced in our lives. So what we do all the time matters most. And often we don't think that, you know, posture is a big deal if we're slouched forward. So just understanding some basics and, and they don't have to cost you any money. Your body was designed to breathe diaphragmatically. And we have two sides of the body that we want to start to use equally so that we have symmetry and balance in the body. And those changes we make today, again, will change the direction of how you age tomorrow. So some, some basic simple things really, in my view, is, is what needs to happen in order to create uh, a healthier body and slow down that aging process. We do have a counterforce to gravity and it is that full exhalation. So tapping into that is a beautiful gift you can give yourself. Well, thank you so much, Tia, and I appreciate it. We're going to have all your information available for every day. I know a lot of people are going to jump in and starting to learn block therapy. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Connors, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. -bye,